This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hey folks, good morning. I'm Roshan Kanesan and you're now listening to Open for Business. Between hybrid work arrangements, talent acquisition and onboarding, as well as employee turnover and even payroll, managing talent in business is getting increasingly more challenging and complicated. In a bid to expand access to talent and simplify human resource operations, MIT alumni Alexis Boazis and Shua Wang started Deal back in 2018. Deal may have started with a focus on payroll, but today it's an all-in-one HR platform that simplifies aspects of managing an international workforce. We're talking about things from culture and onboarding to even local payroll and compliance. This has become even more important in a post-pandemic world as workforces become more distributed across the world. Today on Open for Business, I'm speaking with Alex Boazis, co-founder and CEO of Deal, about the role they play in the HR and talent management scene, as well as how they support companies expanding internationally through things like their employer of record services and how this all supports deals own growth alex um, welcome to the show how are you doing good thank you so much for taking the time i'm excited to be here thank you for uh thank you for taking the time to speak to us i understand that you will soon be in town deal is going to be opening up in october if i'm not mistaken Correct. I'm super excited to to come to Malaysia and for, for us to be live in Malaysia. You're actually the first person in Malaysia we ever talked to about deal being uh, launching. So it's very exciting. Fantastic. Fantastic. How's the how's the reception been so far uh, in your, you know, in your engagements in Malaysia so far? It's been really great. The thing is, we, we actually acquired a publicly traded company in Australia last year that had an initial office in Malaysia. So that really helped us. Um, move faster and, you know, understanding the culture better as we were gearing towards a big launch. And uh, it's been very exciting for us to to realize, you know, we've always known that there's amazing talent in Malaysia because a lot of our customers want to hire people there. But uh, it's 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 amazing to see it from up close. And uh, yeah, we're super excited. Now, a key offering uh, that Deal provides is the ability for companies to have uh, talent from all across the world, right? So you don't have to necessarily be confined to the talent pool in your local area. You're able to hire from Malaysia, from Singapore, from Tokyo, uh, while being able to still comply with all the rules that are needed, right? So in Malaysia, for example, your things like your EPF, your SOCSO, that's all taken care of through an employer of record service, at least until the point where that your client is able to build their own office here. Um, but let's take this back five years ago, way before you were worth $12 billion, uh, way before the unicorn status. Uh, you started this with your co-founder. This was after MIT. Tell us a little bit about how you took deal from zero to one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a very fun journey so far. When we started deal, we came with a very naive idea, which is, you know, there's amazing people all around the world. But if you're not living in uh, the US, you don't get to work for mm-hmm. the best companies in the world. And we wanted to challenge that statue quo a little bit, specifically since some of our best friends, you know, went back to their home countries and were earning a tenth, if not less than some of our other friends that stayed in the US. So, you know, we really wanted to see a world where talent get to be working for their dream jobs without having to change their lives completely in order to do so. Um, so if you take back this a couple of years, um, when we started in 2019, like you said, like the platform has evolved so much, but the very basic idea was how do I help you as a company be able to hire completely any talent around the world and give them an amazing experience. Uh, so we're very much like the back office of like compliance, payroll, and making this happen so that the relationship is really smooth. And the employee or the contractor on the other side has a really great experience as if they were being hired locally. And yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a crazy ride, right? Because 
we all know, like, you know, I, I want to think that you and I are very smart and I'm in France or in Malaysia. Why can't I work for Apple? Right. And like making that happen is such a, is such a beautiful mission. And I think, you know, so far we've done a, a pretty good job at it. OK, so that's the, the rationale and how you started in this space. Um, could you give us a picture of how it looked like in the early days, right? When you first started it, before it was this big company across the, uh, with offices across the world at this point. I think you're in more than 150 countries at this point. What was it like in the initial stages before you built product market fit? Yeah, so I think we've been pretty lucky at Deal where when we started, we always kind of had this approach to be very, very focused on our customers, right? Like, um, you know, we spent a lot of time with our customers thinking, what can I do to give them an amazing experience? What can I do? What do they need today? And that's when we start the deal with the very simple idea of, you know, you want to hire that person in that country. What is the first model that people are kind of doing? And what we realized is at the time, people were very focused on the independent contractor model first. So they wanted to hire someone in another country. Obviously, like the employer of record model wasn't as big or setting up an entity was very challenging, right? Like there was no real framework to do that. So we started by helping them engage with someone as a contractor in a country they want to hire into. Uh, and, you know, being from France, I knew that my friends in the U.S. were not hiring people, hiring, uh, they were not contracting people in France completely. Like, you know, in France, there's 10 plus ways to set up and be right contractors and invoicing, et cetera. So like, we knew there was a gap in the market there. And at the time, you know, a lot of companies and people were telling us, oh, but we just send them money on PayPal. It works. It's great. They're like, no, 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 that, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> you know, no way. Like, you must be, you, you must be kidding. And, and so we always had that conviction of like, we don't have product market fit, but we truly understand that there's a real need for the product. And that has really helped us uh, push through. And, you know, the product offering kind of evolved over time as we realized there's more we can do, right? Because you want to expand in a country, you want to spend time in a country, you want to hire more talent. What are the different options and how you go about it? We always, you know, that's that's where for us we had a bit of an easier time on the product market fit because, you know, as, as you think, and I think you're going to ask me that uh, down the line, but as you think about the product offerings, we have moving for contractors to employees and, you know, we didn't really touch on that, but even setting up your own entities and running payroll for you, there's like a natural cycle our customers kind of took us through which is you know uh the best you could hope for as a, as a founder and as a product builder yeah alex as you pointed out my next question is going to be talking about the product offering so uh deal has a variety of solutions to help in with an, a managing international workforce and as you mentioned the uh, employer of record is one of them as it stands today what is the extent of the product mix Oh, yeah, of course. So um, today, when you think about deal, we really became a full stack HR solution. So we have the HRS part where you can have all of your workforce in one place and give them a great experience. But we also are able for you to manage all of your talent across all the different models. So you want to hire contractors and make sure that completely you're set up the right way. We can help you do that. You want to employ someone. We have over 120 plus entities around the world where we can employ on our own entities, whether it's in France, in Japan, in Malaysia, in China, in the US, we can employ people on your behalf and give them the best, best, best benefits, which is what you want to do when you want when you hire someone in a country where you don't understand the culture or the needs that they might have. And now we can also even help you set up your own entity in the country and payroll. So it's really full life cycle management where we now help over 20,000 plus companies go from you know hiring a couple of people in a country to employing them, to opening shops that they can truly, truly expand. 
Deal works with independent contractors and full-time employees in more than 150 countries, serves over 15,000 customers from SMEs to publicly traded companies. You gave us a little bit of a picture there in terms of the role that you occupy in HR solutions there. Um, a big part of that is allowing people to get better access to talent, but also helping businesses expand. Could you give us a sense for the spread of industries you work with, Alex? Um, are we talking about uh, mostly tech industry here or is it a bit more spread than that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're a tech company, so we started with being a bit more focused on tech companies at the very beginning. But now we're very much across all industries, right? Uh, food and beverages, uh, marketing companies, uh, real estate companies. We were across industries because, you know, every, every industry needs the best talent. And, you know, as they realize and as you realize that with solution like ours, it's easier for you to expand globally. You don't have to be as worried <clears throat> about the fact that you don't know the local laws. Um, every industry benefits from having the best talent. Now, surely when you're hiring abroad, there is a tendency for you to hire, you know, white collar workers that can do a job that's not in office, right? Because if, if you're, for example, looking at the real estate industry, like mm-hmm. those would be the type of workers that are being hired through deal. Um, but, you know, still across industries, everyone truly need the best talent and that will never change. The key solution here, I guess, is that employers don't have to worry so much about the local compliance and regulation because that's something you help them handle uh uh, among other things. And one of those ways is through employer of record where you technically hire uh, employees under your payroll and then you kind of just lend them to uh, your clients to uh, utilize in their own businesses. Now, each country has a different set of regulations when it comes to employee labor laws, that sort of thing. Uh, given that you become the official employer in some cases, when you are when you have clients expand maybe unsustainably to different markets in a situation when they have to scale down or rationalize their business, are you then holding the bag uh, in those situations? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a couple of things here. Um, the first one is, as you said, we do help companies across all those countries. And this is why today we are ourselves 3,000 people across 100 countries, because we do bring that expertise and we have lawyers in every country, local, local HR in every country, payroll managers in every country to make sure that we you know, have the right infrastructure to support our customers and their employees to give them a great experience. And, and through that, you know, this is kind of how we mitigate our risk, right? Because we own the infrastructure and have everyone internally, we always work with our customers for the best outcome, right? Like the way we think about it and the way we want our customers to think about us is a true business partner that helps us scale globally. And, you know, through downtimes, it's where we need to be here as well, right? And helping companies think through what are the best things you can do when terminating someone in a country while giving them a good experience because, you know, your company's reputation here is at risk as well, right? So you want to do right by the employees. Uh, that's what we're here for and that's what we partner with. And, you know, it's over time as well. Compliance change, business decisions are changing. And I think that's how a true partner is here uh, over time and becomes more of a relationship than just a vendor is that happy for us, which is not really what we are for our customers. And when it comes to risk, yeah, obviously, you know, when we employ in the model where we employ people on behalf of our customers, because you know, they do use us across a variety of models, but in that specific one, we do bear the risk. We usually work with the companies around, you know, diminishing the expense as much as we can uh, while giving a good experience to the employee. And we do take on, uh, you know, one month, um, deposit at the beginning of the relationship to make sure that if something goes wrong, if the banking system on their side is not working, we still have the funds to be able to pay the salaries to all the workers. Um, but again, you know, of course, there's some cases where, you know, our risk team is not as comfortable with a specific customers versus others. But if you establish the relationship of trust and become a true partner to the company you're working with, then you have an easier time mitigating risk. 
Alex, we're going into a few messages. When we come back, we will continue the conversation with a look at the numbers side of things. Folks, I've been speaking with Alex Boazis, co-founder and CEO of Deal, an all-in-one HR platform that helps companies access global talent all in one place. I'm Roshan Kurnison. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Building first world Malaysians. BFM 89.9, the business station. Hey folks, good morning and welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison and this morning I've been speaking with Alex Boazis, co-founder and CEO of Deal. Um, Alex, in 2020, Deal grew by 20x in revenue and as at mid-2021 reportedly uh, supports over 1,800 businesses worldwide. That's it. Many businesses that saw amazing growth during the pandemic have largely come back down to earth. And one of those companies obviously come, that comes to mind is Zoom along with a lot of other pandemic boomers. Um, how much of pandemic fuel growth has Deal been able to maintain now that we are kind of business as usual again? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. Thank you so much. Um, look, people love to ask me this question. And my first answer is even pre-pandemic, there have always been amazing people everywhere. And companies, although it wasn't as public, were always hiring globally, right? It's just the tools to give a great experience and to do this completely wasn't there. Um, what I think the pandemic did for us, transparently, rather than, you know, of course, it helped on the marketing front and on the press front, but the true added value to us was that a lot of larger enterprise accounts that would have taken us a bit more time to get to came to us for a solution because they needed a short-term fix, right? Like their best engineers was relocating with their families and they wanted to have a good solution there. And that opened us the door to be able to sell them uh, additional products and partner with them and become trusted partners. Um, so I'd say that we were able to grow, you know, we're still growing really fast. Uh, this year we'll go over 100% year on year. And, you know, that's at uh, significantly higher revenues than we were a couple of years ago. So I'd say that, uh, you know, the pandemic to some extent helped us build a strong early brand. But now, you know, Dill um, is at another stage and we're, we're not a remote work company anymore. We're, you know, a true full stack HR and fintech solution that helps you hire globally and, you know, right now, if you think about the current times, a lot of companies are thinking, well, what is one of the ways to get to profitability, right? Profitability is one of the big topics. Mm -hmm. And one of the great ways to do that is to, you know, stop competing for talents within a 10 miles radius of uh, San Francisco or New York, where you're seeing salaries that, you know, to some extent, at least to me, don't truly make sense. And being able to have amazing people around the world you give opportunities to that are excited to work for your companies and that, you know, brings you back to normality when it comes to salaries is also something interesting. Alex, you mentioned that you're expecting 100% growth this year. Uh, the company is worth uh, $12 billion or thereabouts following the last fundraising round. Uh, I think in total, you've raised just under $700 million since you started. Um, could you give us a sense of where deal is in terms of revenue generation today? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we... Today, we're a profitable company. Uh, we've been profitable for, I think, over nine months now. And um, although I cannot give you an official number, mm -hmm. um, we, we actually did publicly announce our number at the end of 2022, which was 295, I think, um, million dollar in AR. Uh, let's say that we've grown significantly since that number <laughs> in, the last, uh, in the last eight months. Um, but yes, um, you know, we are very excited about, about the market opportunity. And now that we've gone from having, you know, a couple great products into a really full stack multi-product solution, you know, we see so many avenues to grow our customers more and more. And, 
you know, we're excited about it. And, you know, even within the Malaysian market, we have amazing companies that are growing with us. Um, you know, I'm thinking about LiquidX, for example. And, you know, it's amazing to see local companies that are excited about growing uh, externally. And we think with that full stack HR solution, we'll make them even happier customers. Now, uh, you mentioned a few avenues of growth there. One, obviously, is your expansion to Asia. Uh, you're also looking at increasing that share of wallet, right? In other services and other product offerings that you can have. While you started with a pure HR player, HR, you're becoming a more HR fintech kind of solution. Um, what are you looking uh, towards? What will drive deals growth uh, going ahead aside the market expansion? Yeah, I think... You know, I think uh, we still very much, at, we still haven't tapped anywhere near even a percent of what we can do with our core product. So doubling down on global expansion, on helping companies hire people compliantly. And, you know, I think we still see a lot of people that are reluctant to global hiring because, you know, they're not sure of how to do it. And it's our job to educate them. So just on our core product, there's still so much avenue for growth. Um, and then on the additional products we're giving and we're building, you know, we think HR is a very fragmented market and we feel like consolidation into a one solution that helps you manage your workforce globally, give them an amazing experience is something that's that's missing today. Um, you know, APAC is uh, is an amazing market. Um, you know, we acquired a publicly traded company on the Australian Stock Exchange last year and that really helped us propose deal into APAC and making sure that we have all of the infrastructure to serve our customers. And we're seeing amazing results. We're seeing you know, so many companies based out of APAC looking to truly grow internationally. And one of the things that people don't realize is it's not just about, you know, a Singaporean company hiring in the US or in France. It can also be a Singaporean company hiring in Japan or in the Philippines and in the region. And powering that through and connecting the countries locally is something we're very excited about. Given the amount of money that you've been able to raise over the last few years uh, and with your eyes now set on Asia, can we expect acquisitions to be a key way to grow in the region? Yeah, I mean, that first acquisition was a $100 million plus acquisition. And uh, I think that's a strong, that was a strong commitment from, from us to, to show how important and how key is Asia for us. Um, also, my co-founder, is uh, she, she was born in China, so, you know, it's a... Uh, Definitely a big place in our heart and making sure that we provide an amazing solution for local companies is something that uh, she's very excited about. And uh, I think she spends a lot of time in it, making sure that we have everything in place from an infrastructure perspective, a customer success perspective, so companies can be successful with us. Um, but yes, you know, when it comes down to acquisition specifically, we're very opportunistic. We want to work with the best in the business, you know, the, the people that are going to help us give an amazing experience to our customers and if you know of an amazing company in our space, uh, you know, we'd be happy to talk to them. <laughs> sure. Let me look through the interviews I've done with uh, HR tech players and I will send over, uh, send your people over some names. Um, yes, do. Alex, deal is going to be formally launching in Malaysia in October. I think you're already in Singapore. What are your other key markets uh, that you're already operating in the region and that you're looking to start operating? Yeah, you know, um, we... APAC is a very complex market, but one that if you do well in, you can you can build an amazing business. And I think companies locally have been very receptive to what we're trying to do. Um, like I said, Singapore is already live and Australia uh, is live as well when it comes down to our local markets and our ability to serve customers. You know, we do have customers um, globally. It's just the focus that we have. We like to take a very strategic approach 
to each of the countries so that we can build a very strong local team to help our local customers. Um, so, you know, I think right now focusing on Indonesia, Japan, Korea, those are kind of like the next big steps for mm-hmm. us. And uh, we have some really big plans there. But really, you know, across APAC, I think we've got the resources and the team locally. I think we've got over 500 plus people now in in, in Asia. So uh, we're going to double down and keep hiring the best people to serve our customers. Now, as we mentioned earlier, deals valuation based on the last funding round or on the back of that was around $12 billion. That saw a tenfold increase within a year. That's it, uh, Alex, given that the growth at all costs mentality has kind of cooled off here. I know earlier you said that the company has been profitable over the last nine months. Uh, have you had to you know, pull levers to slow down growth in order to reach that profitability? No, you know, we've always been uh, very focused on profitability. Um, this actually in, in 2022, when we met for our leadership upside in January, one of the goal we had was to be profitable by the end of the year. So before a lot of this kind of happened, um, you know, look, I think uh, one of the key advantages of having a global workforce is the fact that, uh, you know, it's easier on the DNA side to be more profitable. And I think we are a strong show for this. And Again, I think a business needs to make money. <laughs> so <laughs> so as a company, it's important to have the visibility on that. And thankfully for us, we, we were able to, to grow that way by still growing pretty fast, right, significantly. And um, I think a lot of companies could achieve this if they were a bit more open-minded when it comes to global hiring and rethinking their strategies. Um, it's very hard to be profitable when you hire, you know, when you're... you're the, the people you hire on your team, the unit economics don't make a lot of sense when they are very, very expensive. So I think you need a bit of a cool down in the, in the valley on that front and giving the opportunity to people that are excited and, and, and really want to join companies and give them the, you know, the chance to, to build great businesses with you. A deal has broken quite a few of the milestones already. You know, your uh, unicorn status, Decacon status, you crossed the hundred million dollars in uh, in revenue as well. Um, then I'm sure a big question that's going to be asked right now is what's that uh, appetite to go public, right? Um, and provide an exit for some of your investors on your cap table. Be it it's only been a three, four years for, since some of them have joined the cap table, so maybe not as much pressure there. Um, what are the conversations around uh, an IPO at Deal or uh, what are maybe some of the markers or milestones that will uh, you're paying attention to in terms of when you think you will uh, take the company public? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think when we take this internally, so like you said, company's four years old, so we don't have any pressure from, from anyone really. Um, and you know, to me, um, going public is just a milestone in the journey. I think we're building something that can truly help a lot of people and, and enable a lot of businesses um, and hopefully can be a generational company. So you know, when I'm thinking about Going public, it's it's just a milestone in the journey <clears throat> of building a great business, and you know I think we'll see down the line based on the market condition when does it kind of make sense for us. But you know, I, I think there is a couple key milestones the companies reach before going public. I think a billion dollar in revenue, for example, is one of them. Um, so I think you know when we'll get towards there is when we'll be a bit more focused on that part. But again, this is just an event. The idea is long term. We can build something truly amazing, truly generational, and that's the end goal. And internally, that's also what I want my team to know, you know, beyond the investors. My, I want all my team to realize, go public, whatever valuation that might be at, 
you can build so much more, right? Like we're a four-year-old company, imagine where we can be in five years, right? And mm -hmm. that's what excites me. In fact, on that note, uh, Alex, my the question I usually end with is what you expect to see the company in five years. So five years in, uh, what do you expect a deal to look like in five years' time? See, I opened that one up for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think there is very much still in its infancy stage. There's still a lot we need to build, a lot of infrastructure. We've moved really fast. It's actually one of our principal deal speed. Um, because, you know, when you're in the realm of uh, building infrastructure for customers and helping people get paid and get hired, you need to have that mentality of wanting to build for them. And I think there's still so much we need to build, right? Like when you think about full stack HR offering, building the first solution that bridges all types of workers and the global angle of building teams and hiring and compliance into, you know, a product that does HR workflows and play experience. I think it's very unique and no one has really built that and, you know, kind of, The, the beauty of building all of this together into a solution that helps you do everything, but at the same time stays laser focused on like providing an amazing experience to global teams is our goal. And we're still far away from it. Uh, and, you know, when you work in HR, you realize that uh, there's a lot of things you want to do <laughs> because everything is kind of adjacent left and right. I think, you know, with our full stack HR solution, with our deployment of payroll engine, with our first payroll engine in the U.S. being built in-house, Um, you know, and some of the new models we're coming up through to help companies compliantly hire. I think we've got a ton of work to do. So hopefully, you know, you'll see significant growth, but more importantly, a better solution for our customers. Alex, on that note, thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you for taking the time and, you know, excited to, to meet you in Malaysia. Folks, I've been speaking with Alex Boazis, co-founder and CEO of Deal, a full-stack HR tech platform. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.